0: You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio. Honest conversations, love notes, and strategies to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I'm Megan Hale, integrity expert, bringing mindset and energetic wisdom to help you show up braver, go all in, and expand into your fullest expression. Let's do this. Welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, everyone. The place to be- Mindset and energetic wisdom mixed with business strategy to expand into your fullest expression. Around here, we believe increasing your revenue and expanding your impact are two profound ways of being in your deepest integrity. I am so glad you're joining me this week. If you are new here, I am your host, Megan Hale, business mentor and leadership coach for women ready to elevate to CEO. And I am so stoked for our interview today with a good friend of mine from San Antonio, Susan Young, who is an award-winning visibility strategist and founder of Get In Front Communications Inc. For 19 years, my friends, Susan has been using online coaching and in-person workshops to teach professionals how to maximize publicity and increase their visibility and credibility to make a greater impact. Susan and I know each other from co-hosting an in-person entrepreneurial meetup down in San Antonio with our other good friend, Rachel Anzalone. Together, we co-founded the Women's Community of Entrepreneurs in San Antonio, which meets every third Wednesday, so if you're ever in town, definitely swing by. This is such a phenomenal group of women that I miss every single day since moving to Omaha. I wanted to have Susan on to talk about visibility because it's such a key piece of growing your business and your brand. She is doing a phenomenal two-week deep dive into cracking the confidence code for women who are ready to get more visible, own their message, and get media attention to grow their business. I can attest to the power of visibility. It has been a key cornerstone to how I've grown my business over the years. From starting out guest blog on sites like Mind Body Green, Elephant Journal, Rebel Society, to also being on podcasts and even a couple TV appearances back in the day. Now in 2020, I have my eyes set on writing for a few key publications again, as well as focusing on being a guest on more podcasts. So if more visibility is on your goal sheet for 2020, friends, it is paramount you get out of your own way and generate ideas that the media will love. After all, one powerful pitch could put you in front of thousands, and with Susan's background in wisdom you'll definitely be in good hands to get more PR for your business and expand your impact and reach. Susan is a sought-after speaker and trainer, a former radio news reporter, and on-air anchor. She's interviewed everyone from homeless people to presidents. She's been a member of the National Speakers Association and teaches professional women about public speaking, self-confidence, storytelling in business, and reading body language. She's also a certified practitioner in neurolinguistic linguistic programming. Her favorite accomplishment, however, is being named one of the top 75 badass women on Twitter. You can connect with her in her Facebook group communication nation. And I definitely want you to check out this two week deep dive that is getting started next week on Tuesday, December 3rd. You can find that link in the show notes. And now my friends onto this phenomenal interview with Susan. Welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, everybody. This week, I have such a special guest for you because I am bringing you Susan Young, who is a dear friend of mine from my years in San Antonio, but who is also an award-winning visibility strategist, and we are talking today about how to crack the confidence code and become more visible for your business. Susan, I'm so excited that we're doing this together.
1: Oh, me too. Thank you so much, Megan.
0: Of course. So I always love to start these conversations by just sharing a little bit more of your personal story of how you arrived to this work.
1: Sure. So uh, the story goes back to, you know, my days in radio, actually, in New Jersey, which is where I'm from. And um, I became interested in in news. And I worked for 10 years as a radio news anchor and a news reporter, uh, interviewing everyone from homeless people to presidents Mm. um, in New Jersey and New York. And then um, went on to uh, run Governor Christy Whitman's office of radio and television. She was the 50th governor of New Jersey, the only woman. And um, so that was neat and fun and being with her every day. And I knew her back from my radio days too in Somerville, New Jersey. So um, we, got, we have quite a history there. Yeah. And uh, also worked for a, a nonprofit as a PR director for a year. And then 19 years ago, I started my company called Get In Front Communications, mm. which was... Um, you know, it was teaching people how to pitch their stories and get, a, get free press and publicity, work with the media since I was the media, since I understood what was, you know, how, uh, you know, re- news reporters decide what's newsworthy and important and relevant. Yeah. Um, and bringing all that to women entrepreneurs now between speaking and confidence. I've been, you know, life's little observer and it's mm. been quite a ride.
0: Oh my goodness. So we oftentimes do not have someone who has been an entrepreneur for almost two decades. So this is a really big deal that you're here. And the amount of wisdom that you are bringing to the show is just unprecedented. So I am so grateful for you bringing just you and your full self and all of your magic to this conversation. So, and I love that you bring such a rich perspective too. Because you've really been on both sides of the camera, of knowing what um, media is looking for to tell a story, and then also knowing how to craft the story from the entrepreneur side to really get it picked up by the media.
1: Exactly. And that's why people, you know, that's why I think my business has been so successful from the get-go, is that mm-hmm. people, there's always been a mystery around the media. Like, what, what do I do? Why are they so grumpy? Why, why don't they answer me? You know, Why don't they... <laughs> Call me back or, you know, email me back or respond. It's just like sending a pitch into the abyss, you know, to the black hole. You don't know what's going on or why, what, you know, why you're getting crickets. You're doing something wrong, but you don't know what it is.
0: Yes. That's
1: what the magic that I bring to this.
0: For sure. And I think one of the things that we definitely need to highlight before we get into this confidence code, which I'm so excited about, is really starting to lay out the importance of having media for your business, like for your business's growth, for your credibility, all of those pieces, like what would you say are the primary reasons why we need to be seeking media opportunities as entrepreneurs?
1: Well, there's two main things. First is that you have gifts for the world to see for the audience, the mass, you know, that's who the media reaches, uh, you know, mass communication for the Mm -hmm. public and you want to be able to share those gifts. People are looking for you as an entrepreneur, you know, for help from somebody with your expertise and your authority. And so it's really incumbent. I think that we we have that responsibility to share our gifts with the world and and not hold them back. And when we hold them back, that just kind of lowers our vibration and our energy. Um, people need us. And so we need to be proactive and get out there and, and, and share our gifts and our expertise and our insights and, um, you know all of our products, services, and offerings, and then the second part is that you know it gives you really uh, huge amounts of credibility. Yes, um, it's, it's called third-party endorsement or third-party validation, which means that when you have a media interview, look, everybody knows that it, you can get you know your pizzeria in the local you know shopper coupon thing there, and that arrives on the door on the driveway every week, mm-hmm. but. Um, they pay for that. They, you, if you have a checkbook or a debit card, you can pay and get in the press. But when you have a legit news story that I'm talking about, a feature or, you know, um, some kind of an interview, then it positions you on a higher pedestal because people say, oh, this, you know, it legitimizes the reporter. Yes. is so important that you didn't have to pay and it puts you on a huge pedestal.
0: I love that so much. And especially around this, this concept around, it's like a responsibility to share our gifts. And that's, that's something that I've talked about in the money series of like really having to make the shift to prioritize what your business needs, because without you doing that, your business is not going to be growing at the level it needs to, to support you in getting your gifts out into the world. So I love that we're so on the same page of that. So mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, with 20 years experience working with entrepreneurs, getting media placements, I would imagine that you probably come up against a few common roadblocks (laughs) for Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs actually seeking media attention. Would you mind sharing some of the the wisdom that you have in that arena?
1: Sure. Um, Well, roadblocks, I think the first thing is really that um, most entrepreneurs, and I I think it's really, Megan, it comes down to oftentimes it's women um, Mm -hmm. and that we don't feel worthy enough. Mm. And so we think, okay, we don't have a story to tell.
0: I was literally just thinking, so, so funny that you mentioned that, because I'm like, what would I pitch to a meet? like, what would I pitch to the media? I don't even know, like, what's interesting enough, right, that the media would be intrigued by me?
1: Oh, my gosh, there's so much, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much, you don't know, you're sitting on like a pile of huge opportunity here, and I know that your, you know, your audience and the loud and holy crowd, they're all this, the same thing, you know, it's that we, we kind of negate what we do, because it's what we do all the time.
0: Right. Yes.
1: You know, that's who we are and what we do. So it's like not a big deal. And I'll give you a quick example of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Years ago, I I was a PR, um, you know, I did some PR consulting work for for several years with a company called Sea Street in New Jersey. It's a commuter ferry service Mm. that rides, you know, boats between New Jersey and New York. And so um, the Asbury Park Press, the daily newspaper there, they have a a business section on Mondays, they have a really prominent placement there where they interview somebody, not the CEO, but they wanted to speak to somebody that works rank and file. So I was able to secure this placement. So I call up my uh, contact person, Joanne at C-Streak, said, hey, Joanne, we've got you know a great opportunity to be featured in the Asbury Park Press business section, but mm-hmm. they want to talk to somebody you know from the company, not the CEO. Mm-hmm. So she says, oh my gosh, you've got to call Captain Mark, but um, I'll tell you this, he's very low-key and very quiet, so just tell him I sent you and, you know, tell, explain what this is. So, I'm all prepared, I call Captain Mark and I introduce myself Tell Joanne sent me and I said, you know, we've got this great interview opportunity, and he said, oh no, no, lady, I, I don't have any story to tell. I just ride the boat, the water calms me, you know, just go away, <laughs> find somebody else. And I said, no, 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 Captain Mark, I, I think that you'll be great for this story. You know, it'll be easy and I'll introduce you to the editor and all this. And um, he said, I so I wanted to just try to build that rapport and get him feeling more comfortable with me. And so I said to him, just ask him one simple question. I said, you know, what did you do before you joined Sea five years ago? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I sailed around the world twice on a private yacht.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I said, How many people have done
1: that? You know, Captain Mark, that's exactly what I said, Megan. I said, not too many people have done that. <laughs> and then, of course, a week later, his face is plastered all over the Asbury Park Press business section with this big smile, with sea Street in the background with the boat and his interview. Um, wow. So those, those are the kinds of stories that all of us have. It's just that we often miss it because it's our life and it's what we do. So that, that's one, one of the biggest roadblocks. The other is, you know, to understand what reporters are looking for to be able to build those relationships where you become that credible authority and they're going to come to you every time they need a a source for, you know, commuting or for, you know, whatever the story is, whether it's a sea streak, or, you know, an entrepreneur who's doing graphic design or offering some services and healthcare and things like that. So there's always opportunities, but we need to make sure they're interesting, relevant, timely, and set up, you know, told in the right language and from the right perspective so that we're not high maintenance because the media doesn't need high maintenance. We want to spoon feed them
0: mm. what they need
1: and make it easy for them. And that's when they'll come to us instead of us chasing them.
0: So how important do you think it is for an entrepreneur to have clarity around what they want to be known for before they start pitching stories or ideas or concepts to the media?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's super important. And that's what I've been helping a lot of women do is to really break down and say, okay, um, I always say you have to set the table before you sit down to eat.
0: Oh, I love that language so much. Okay. Yes. Keep going.
1: So, it, you know, it's really about um, saying, okay, these are the offerings I have. This is why it might be relevant right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, to the media, to the press, or if something comes up down the road. Um, that I would be seen as the go-to expert for this, a trusted source,
0: mm. yes. um,
1: and start to frame it that way, and make it very, very clear about who you are and what you do, so that there's no confusion. Because um, you know, uh, simplicity and clarity are a beautiful, you know, beautiful combination. Agreed. Simplicity Absolutely. And clarity. So um, you know, confusion brings zero. Whether you're in sales or um, you know, pitching a reporter or someone to speak, you know, at, for a, at a conference or a meeting. If they're confused, they just delete and go on.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would imagine like as you start to set, like kind of claim your space of what you want to be known for, I would imagine that that's kind of when some worthiness stuff can creep up and also like the confidence piece, right? Like you have to have that confidence to really claim your space, to own your story, to be comfortable and confident enough in sharing it.
1: Absolutely. And when, you know, I always say, you know, when we ground down into this and it's like, we, we just know that this is the right thing, our niche, this is what we're special at, and this is what we do. And in the end, it's, you know, if you don't love your story, they won't either. Mm, so you have so to really be, um, you know, really crystal clear, understand, um, you know, how to work with these reporters, how your story fits in and why it's important and how you can speak to them in a very humble and um gratifying way that's not arrogant or pompous or you know snobby or anything but just you know hey here's you know give me five seconds i'm going to give you two sentences here on why you need to pay attention to my pitch Mm -hmm. confident but not obnoxious
0: I love that. I love that so much. And so when it comes to like strategy of starting to integrate more PR and media into your business, like, do you recommend focusing on one area of press in particular, or does the area that you pursue kind of depend on your business? Like, how would you go about consulting on that?
1: It's more about um, what your story is about, what the angle of your story is. And that's going to change. I mean, you know, you could be talking about something now and then in three months, you know, you could be talking about something else. It's related, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not talking about gardening at one time and then taxes the next. Mm-hmm. But um, what you can do is you, you want to change up your story a little bit because, uh, you know, and then it's not really limited. You know, you can go print, radio, television. And then online, of course, with podcasters or folks who host Alexa briefings, flash mm-hmm. briefing, um, you know, guest blog posts. You can write for um, trade publications as bylined author. So it again, it establishes your credibility as the expert in your field.
0: I love that. I mean, it sounds like having a clear approach, like a clear strategy with this would be really helpful because the media is kind of I mean, it can be an overwhelming world. Like there's so many opportunities out there. Like how do you narrow down where you want to really put your energy?
1: Well, that's what I've been teaching people and working with them, you know, one-on-one uh, through, you know, video calls, private coaching, and small group coaching mm-hmm. is how to, you know, find the reporters who cover your niche. And yes. you know, again, whether it's print radio, TV or online. And how to get their attention and keep their attention.
0: I love that so much. So one of the things I want to make sure that we talk about, though, is like the real the foundation for I think you know successful media placements is really cracking this confidence code to become more visible in your business.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because you know I, I talk a lot about storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I find is that when we talk about cracking the confidence code and getting more visibility. It really comes down to two things that I find are the cornerstones for success. You know, after working for 35 years and you know being an entrepreneur for 20 of those years, mm-hmm. is that the cornerstones for success are communication and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. When you look at other leaders and people who you admire and trust and respect, whether they're celebrities or you know someone in your family or a neighbor or uh, you know a mentor from business, is that they always have a strong communication. And high levels of self-confidence, whether it's empathy and high emotional intelligence, um, and so that's what I teach folks about, about how to tell your story to the media. But more important, the first step, really, Megan, is that we have to unravel the story in our own heads, and that's what I had to do as a reporter. You know, I got tangled up in my own story because I was a reporter from the old days, where you know there were no talking heads, there was no twenty-four-seven news cycle, and so I was always asking. I was joke. I got paid to ask people questions, and I never had to have any answers. Mm, so I'm like yes. an, old, I'm an old school journalist. Of, you know, <laughs> just to tell both sides of the story, and then the audience decides, you know, do I agree, disagree, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I did was ask questions. But in the end, what happened was that I lost a little bit of myself there, actually a lot of myself there, um, mm-hmm. because I didn't know what I stood for, what I held dear to my heart, and what my values were. Because I was so tangled up telling everybody else's story that when somebody would say to me, how do you feel about this? I would be like, hmm, you know, if a train was coming down the tracks, I didn't know if I could jump right or left. Um, So it took a lot of um, effort and introspection on my part to be able to raise and amplify my voice and, and understand, you know, at a much deeper, deeper level, you know, who I was and what I stood for and what was near and dear to me. Um, and I always had, you know, I think I shared this with you once that I had this recurring dream for years was that I walk into a candy store near my old junior high school mm-hmm. and um, it was getting robbed. And I open the door and I walk in on this robbery and I go to scream and nothing comes out. There's no sound.
0: Mm.
1: And it really, you know, haunts, haunts me. I just got chills to this day is that, you know, I felt like I had no voice, even though I was on the radio and I was an on-air anchor for 10 years, you know, giving people, delivering the newscasts. Um, I felt like I had no voice,
0: man. You and know, so- I, I just so relate to that so much because, you know, after, and you were with me through a lot of the 2018 struggle mm-hmm. of, you know, having the second baby and the deployment and all the things, all the things are on my shoulders. And one of the things I've been talking about on the show lately is really how that rocked my self-confidence and my trust in myself, because I felt like my voice just kind of disappeared and it's really been a reclaiming of that, of learning how to use it again, of almost like relearning how to speak my values and speak my story and speak my message. And it's been super vulnerable, like to put myself back out there again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, and that's where the deep work comes in. And that's why, you know, all of this comes together. Yeah. We talk about the media, we talk about stories and getting visibility and getting press coverage, but in the end it comes down to, you know, are you being heard? Are you being ignored? Because I think the two innate um, desires that every human being has is that we want to be um, valuable Mm -hmm. and accepted, and we want to be part of a community. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you feel like you're being ignored, um, you know, that just takes so much away from us as not only an individual, but as somebody who can contribute to so many more people.
0: Totally. I mean, I think being seen and being heard are two crucial pieces of just feeling like you're doing what you're here to do, you know, and I think of that that is really amplifying your voice first and foremost, but also like communicating your message and your story in a way that it, it can land with people, it can connect. And I think that's where, where like vulnerability can really be a strength for us, um, being willing to share those behind the scenes moments that humanize us, right? Because I think oftentimes in business, like there can be this pressure of like, well, I want to be perceived in this certain way of like, whether that's successful or responsible or having it all together all the time, which good luck, right? (laughs) (laughs) But having that sense of vulnerability can really help soften a lot of that pressure that we're putting on ourselves. So we can speak up and use our voice and share our story. So I know one of the things that is paramount for us to do is to really shift the narrative in our own head around what we're telling ourselves about our story. So I would love to hear from you, like, are there some common themes that you hear talking to so many women entrepreneurs around the story that they're telling themselves of like, I don't have anything important to share, or nobody would be interested in me? Like, what are some of the things that you hear often?
1: Well, one of the things that really kind of surprises me, and when I look at this, I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you doing this? Um, and I, and I, <laughs> I call it, you know, it's on Facebook, but I call it fake book. You know, uh-huh. said, you know the vulnerability. Everything's hunky dory. Everything's wonderful here. You know, and it's like, no, my life is just. You know,
0: I the just highlight took- reel. Yep. And,
1: you know, just did all this stuff, and you know, I'm crying. I don't even know if I'm dressed, and I'm out in public. <laughs> and you know, well, yeah, I mean, I, my kids are my babies are now 26 and 24, but believe me, it, I remember it very, very clearly. You know, as a working mom and, and doing all that and trying to, trying to do everything right, and things fall apart. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I think one of the things that, you know, people will say, which dress do I look better in? Or I don't know what I should niche down in. What are you asking me for? I don't <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> a friend on Facebook, but I don't know you the mm-hmm. way that you know you or the way that maybe five people who you could appoint to your, quote, board of directors, your close friends, your family, maybe if a former coworker, they could give you much more valuable feedback than I could ever give you. And so that's when I start unfriending people. <laughs> because. It's just, it's, it's, it's asinine to me. Um, You know, we have to, I think when we turn the spotlight, I'm big for turning the spotlight on ourselves and, you know, getting that free press. I explained about Captain Mark, but I think more important first, what we have to do to lay the groundwork is to turn the spotlight inward
0: Hmm.
1: and shine that, you know, light on ourselves. And, And that's where I think people get really tangled up and, and make some missteps and get stuck and it's in their own head.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. telling themselves,
1: "I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I couldn't do this. I've been sending stuff out, and it's I'm getting crickets. It's like, you know what? You're getting crickets. It's you're getting a result. It's just not the result that you want.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So,
1: how can you just, you know, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, that kind of stuff, but how can you just make a couple of changes, maybe that are easy, that could really turn things around?
0: Yeah. And I think that's like really around just staying curious, right? And just staying out of the emotion of it of like, this is just data. This is Mm -hmm. all like business has so much data. And if you can just Mm -hmm. stay curious about what this data is pointing you to, then we can kind of make those tweaks. We can pivot, we can course correct, we can play with things, we can experiment with things to make them better until we get our desired result. And it sounds like this is the same of getting your pitches accepted, for instance.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's just you know, it takes time. It takes, you know, the shortcuts that I've learned over, you know, 30 years and 20 years. And, and so, you know, asking for help. And I think yeah. with being a mom and, you know, raising a family and, you know, that's one thing that I kind of pride myself on is that I've never been afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I needed support, you know, with the kids you who know, were babysitting or somebody was sick or whatever, or an errand um, or asking for help with work. You know, we have all the resources we need with technology and with Google and everything. But in the end, the question is are you being resourceful? Mm. Because there's a big difference between having the resources and being resourceful. And when oh. you look at people like myself, you know, who have the resources and have the experience and the expertise, you know, please, you know, let, let's work together, let's do it because it'll make your life so much easier and mm-hmm. so much more productive. Instead of you having to, you know, go through 30 years of this, it's all here for you laid out.
0: Totally. And I mean, I think the thing that I would see so much benefit of too is, you know, it's just like you were mentioning earlier on, Is like we, it's so easy for us to see our story as just our story and not something super interesting of like, is that something, is that a story worth sharing? <laughs> like, and I think that it's really helpful to have a mirror to pull those pieces out of you. Of like, this is something that other people need to hear. This is something that would inspire others, that would help others, that would give people some hope that they can go through a hard season, for instance, and come out the other side or whatever that angle is that you really feel called to share. I think having somebody that can pull those pieces out of you of doing that clarity work even, and then starting to shape it in the language that the press understands, because I really do feel like PR and media, it's almost like learning a specific language that you obviously are well versed in because you come from that world, right? But for somebody like me who has very little experience, it's like, how would I even go around shaping this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I call it, you know, I I say it's about BS, it's about baby steps. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what I really call this, Megan, is what, you know, what you really struck the, the heart of this is about. Um, being able to pull this out of people, and I always tell folks that I, I'll pull it out of you, but it's it's gentle; it won't hurt at all. Because I see myself as an emotional archaeologist.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: And what I do is I come into you know these coaching sessions and these meetings with um, it, my invisible shovel. Mm-hmm. And I dig away and the only, the the simple way to dig away is really just, as you mentioned before, is about being curious and asking good questions. And that's what I've Mm -hmm. been trained in for 30 years is asking people questions. Yeah. So um, I would go into meetings and, you know, people would say, we don't have a story to tell. And invariably after, you know, half an hour or an hour together, we come away with five, six, seven different story ideas that they could use right away. And they're like, how'd you do that?
0: Yes, it's like an
1: emotional archaeologist, I told you. So um, you have the stories here. We just need to uncover them and share them with the world.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think in this day and age, especially like really putting some energy into PR has such a huge ROI because everything has such a longer shelf life in the digital world. So Mm -hmm. if you were to have, you know, an article published in Forbes, for instance, or something published in Entrepreneur Magazine, whatever publications you're looking for, they're going to rerun those articles because they're going to repurpose their content. That's what these big platforms do. So you landing a spot once could actually turn into multiple times where it's getting in front of more and more people who need your message, who need your work, and they're able to find you from leveraging those platforms.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that, Megan, because one of the clients that I just um, finished up a big project with, um, teaching her exactly what we've been talking about here, Mm -hmm. is um, all about that uh, PR has a cascading effect. Yes. So, um, you know, you get one interview and then it gains, it gets you really um, a huge amount of momentum because reporters are watching what their competitors are running, they're watching what they're doing, what you know, what stories they run, who they interview, what the sound bites are, yes. and so we'll wind up getting more than one interview. You know, you're just starting with that one or two can really snowball into um, a really nice portfolio of links and credibility and all that that you can cross promote and market. And that's what I share with people in my coaching programs too—is how to remarket and use this, you know, to share it in a helpful way as part of your content calendar um, across different platforms and social media.
0: Yes. I love this so much, especially from a sustainability perspective because the way I orient towards business is, I mean, it's really come out of necessity of having to really honor my energy and learn how to leverage the energy that I put out. And so PR would be, such a huge opportunity for any of us to truly leverage that platform, that cascading effect, all of those things to help us get our message and our work out into the world. So I love that so much. So we have a a two-week program coming up in your world that's called Cracking the Confidence Code. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Absolutely. Yep. It's it's two weeks. We're going to start on December 3rd, and then the second week is December 10th. We're making it Look, quick and easy, I know everybody is uh, busy, overwhelmed. You know, I didn't want to get into the holidays with all this. I certainly didn't want to wait until um, after New Year's because, you know, 2020 is coming up quickly here. And what this uh, cracking the confidence code and getting more visibility is all about Mm -hmm. is transformational strategies for communicating with confidence. So it's for, you know, women entrepreneurs and aspiring solopreneurs, people who are authors and coaches and speakers and health and wellness pros it's about the two cornerstones of success, which I mentioned about uh, the story that you tell yourself in your own head, your own narrative that needs to change yes. to get you feeling more confident and more um, capable. Yes. Um, because we don't want to be ouching through our business. And right. then um, you know, we talk about the confidence and the communication, you know, giving yourself the space to unravel and get rid of those old stories and, you know, revisit your own identity Yeah. so that, You look at you know your self-worth and you know, do you feel like you are the the person? And if you don't, you're not gonna be able to pitch your story either to the media or to somebody who can hire you to speak and train at an event or a meeting Mm -hmm. or a conference. Mm -hmm. So that's the first week. And then the second week on December 10th is about what I call the power of V4. It's about showing up big for free press interviews, which we just talked about, and for paid speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. And the power of V4 is about your voice. Your vision, your vulnerability, mm-hmm. and also you know raising your own vibration, and then the bonus V is for us women entrepreneurs what Oprah calls the JJ Yes, we are um, you know nurturers by biology. We are life. We give birth, and um, you know what? Without without us, the world is pretty much screwed.
0: Yes, so, pretty much.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, um, just throwing that out there, but you know we need to nurture ourselves and take care of ourselves also. Um, and not gloss over our own achievements and our own accomplishments. And we can do that when we really zero in and ground down to our, our voice, our vision, um, what makes us vulnerable, and how we raise our vibration and show up with our gifts so that we can help more people and have a greater impact in the world. So yeah. it's about your enthusiasm, your energy, um, you know, how you can get your story um, on a different playing field, you know, really yeah. level off into something positive instead of that old oh poor me I don't know what I'm doing I have no story to tell
0: Yes. I love that. And you know, one of the things that I am sure that happens in the first component of this, of really understanding the story that you're telling yourself, I was just telling my therapist this week, actually, like there are certain pieces of my story that I feel really open and ready to share about. And then there's other pieces of my story that are still kind of, they're healing. They're, they're tender. They're not quite ready to be out in the world yet. And I think that we all have pieces of our story that we're ready to share. And even just having that awareness of like, okay, so this part is still feels tender. That's okay, continue to do your work, right? But look at all these other areas where you do feel ready, where you do feel confident, and really starting to kind of have that clarity around what can be out in the world right now. Because if we wait until we're 100% confident or 100% ready, that's not going to happen. Like it's not because we are humans. We are vulnerable humans who are going through growth and evolution and shifts and all of these things. But I can guarantee you every single one of us has at least, at least three core pieces of our story that we are ready to put out in the world that could really generate a beautiful ROI for our business.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, what's interesting about it is that um, we, we gloss over it, but when you start to You know, when we start to reveal and kind of pull back the curtain on that, Mm -hmm. what happens is, you know, people get really, you know, the the clients that I work with get super excited and really, I mean, I just feel the energy shift in them. They're like, oh my gosh, I do have a, because it's what they love. Yes. It's it's who they are and they feel such fulfillment and such joy from it. And that brings me such joy because I'm teaching what I love and, you know, giving people the opportunity and sharing with them what they, you know, so much more of what they can be and how they show up in the world. And, you know, things change. Like you said, you know, we're not, we don't have to dump everything out you know, in one big brain dump. I remember right. one of my cousins is a couple years older than me. He's kind of like the big brother I never had. And you know, he used to goof around. He's like the, the family clown. And Mark would say, you know, tell me everything you know. You know, and we'd stand there like, duh, you know, <laughs> kind of goofy, like, I can't say a word. You don't have to tell me everything you know. Right. You just, you know, trickle it out. One, two, three things. The BS part, the baby steps. And when you're ready, you know, the rest might come out. It might not. It might not ever be the right time and that's okay.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. And I think even just having like somebody to bounce some ideas off of, of like, does this story make sense with what I want to be known for? Does this story make sense with my brand? Does this story make sense with what I have coming up in my business? Like, I think that there's so much opportunity for strategy here but also that allows you to bring more of your full self to the world. So I love that you're offering this. So a few questions about, about this two-week program. Are you, is this going to be um, Zoom calls on the 3rd and the 10th of December?
1: Yeah, they are going to be Zoom calls. Um, really encourage everybody to be live. Um, mm-hmm. they are going to be one-hour calls. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll have the recording, of course. But again, the, the live is going to be um, you know, much more, I think, beneficial. Yes. When you show up and, and participate and, and get in, into that content. Um so yeah it, it'll be recorded.
0: Awesome. And will there be like some homework associated with each call?
1: Yep, there's going to be homework and that's why I wanted to keep it down to 2 weeks because like I say I know, I know the holidays are upon us but there's going to be um just some simple assignments so that a lot of this is really just thinking things through. Yes. And journaling and being able to get a different perspective on what you're looking at and what you've been looking at so that you can get to the next level so you can, you know get that story straight in your head and to a higher level,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: you know, so that you're not caught up in your own junk Definitely. and share it with the world.
0: Well, and one of the things that I love too, that since you're doing this on December 3rd and the 10th, is that that really kind of leaves people some really nice integration time throughout the end of the year to really just let all this stuff settle. So 2020, it's like time to send your pitches, to get hit the ground running and really start to get more visible. So I love the way that you've structured it thank you. Of course. So everybody, if you are interested in doing cracking the confidence code and becoming more visible, am I saying that right?
1: Yeah. It's how to crack the confidence code and get more visibility.
0: Get more visibility. That's it. So, if you're ready to get more visibility in your business, which I hope that you are because it's such a huge piece of creating business growth and getting in front of the right people and connecting with them, then I would definitely want you to go and check out this program down in the show notes with Susan. She's someone that I deeply admire, I respect. She is an amazing soul and she will take very good care of you. So, until next time, my friends, here is to the courage to show up braver, wholehearted. Full self, all in, we got this.